0: Start planning your getaway at visitusvi.com. That's visitusvi.com. USBI naturally in rhythm.
1: any disease.
0: way up with angela yee i'm angela yee and i have two special guests with me today first up is my guy frederick Whitaker, <laughs> fred Witt, as some people may know him what that's your name
2: that's my name
0: hello
3: <laughs> and, yee
2: hello and jaleel
0: thurman is here
3: yes 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 Good, what up what up what up
0: okay now jaleel thurman you are the host of hbcu 101 mm-hmm. and fred Witt, you are a producer
2: Yes, I'm an EP and producer on it. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry, EP. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Executive> <laughs> well, nah, I'm, I'm producer. a producer on it. Um, yes, on HBCU 101. It's, it's, it's a very intriguing show that you know we try to shed the light on people that graduated and went to HBCU so we can tell their stories.
0: And you both went to an HBCU, right? So yep. uh, you went to Virginia State University. I did. Shout mm-hmm. out to
3: Trojan Nation in the building.
0: And Fred, what school did you go to? That's no, what we doing. Very proud of <laughs> That's what we doing. Every, A&T. Everybody know what I represent, man. Come on. We know. Yeah, yeah. Now, in addition to um, managing your guy Jaleel, you also managed Terrence J. That's how we first met, actually, when Terrence was doing 106 in Park. Mm-hmm. And you guys, did you guys meet at at Ant?
2: Yeah, me and TJ, we actually met at Ant, which was funny. Um we had a mutual friend by the name of Kim Worth that introduced uh, TJ and I to myself to each other and TJ was on the radio in college Mm -hmm. so I was like I was interested in that that was my major journalism and communications so the day I met him he handed me a stack of flyers and was like yo pass these out and I'm (laughs) like wait what like what part of the game is this but then I was like you know what if I really want to be in in this business in this game and learn this game then I'll do it and he did it as a test. Mm-hmm. Next thing you now I had to fly us all over Auntie's campus oh, and from okay. there So you he, didn't
0: just throw them out? Nah I didn't
2: okay. I, you know back <laughs> then there was no social media yeah, so yeah, I actually yeah. had to like put it right. on the cars. Yeah. So from there we just built a friendship and and built a bond and and a career in this industry over twenty years now. Um you know, he was like S J president. I was like on the chief of staff. Uh, he was a host. I was a DJ. Like shout out to my guy Tribal Bond and, and Quiet Man. We had this little group called Team Dollar in college where we did all of the parties. and <laughs> We did step shows, fashion shows, so everything that you know I'm doing now, I actually learned at A T.
3: Um, just coming up.
0: Angelil, you're from Chicago. Yep. So what was that like for you, going from Chicago to uh, Virginia State University?
3: Man, we were literally just talking about this earlier. It was my probably the hardest transition. Um, Chicago is a big city, quick, fast-paced. Petersburg, Virginia. I don't know if you've ever been to Petersburg, Virginia. Um, but it's very small. You know, you go from having public transportation to get around to having to have somebody to borrow a car to, you know, it wasn't even really that many fast food restaurants like, yeah, it was crazy because when I was in school, cookout came mm-hmm. to like and it was literally walking distance and it became a thing. Right. Like for us to walk. I don't and think so, I've never been to a cookout. I know uh, it's a big you, thing in the yeah, yeah, you it might it's check that yeah, yeah. a big yeah. thing in the <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. a thing in the But yeah. I never heard of it yeah, until I got there. Um and, and also too, like just the culture and the vibe at Virginia State was different. You know, coming from Chicago, you know, we talk a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like I got uh Made fun of because I don't do the R. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. pronounce the it car. the R. I don't the Kai. You know what I'm saying? They like, no, it's car. And I'm like, nah, it's the car. Like
0: People are like the what? Yeah. What is that? What is that? <laughs> and so,
3: you know, but then you start to really be exposed to just different cultures. And mm-hmm. so after like my freshman year, which I hated it, honestly, I ended up joining a FRAG, uh, SJ president, vice president. Which FRAG? The one that matters, Omega Psi 5 oh fraternity incorporated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. My bad, my yeah. bad. We're working, we're working, we're working. <laughs> but like you know, and then that's when I really was, like found out who I was gonna be. Like my dad told me um, in high school, yo, go to HBCU. Mm-hmm. Five. So, okay, yeah.
0: so you always knew because you had applied to other HBCUs as well, but you knew you were gonna go to an HBCU.
3: Yeah, so I applied to all schools, got in. Uh, Virginia State came to Chicago for a scholarship reception they offered me the most money my mom used to say you gotta pay for college Mm -hmm. I'm like what do you mean she's like people pay for school I'm like well I didn't pay for high school why am I paying for college and I'm like I'm not gonna pay for college and how the the cookies fail (laughs) I didn't pay for college and so it was two questions money was paid for and then it was I asked some friends that was there, I said, are the queues on the yard? they like, yeah. I said, I'll see y'all in the fall. And that's how I got to Virginia State.
0: Now, for how long it took you to graduate?
2: Shout out to my five-year seniors, man. It's not about, you know, when you graduate. It's when you graduate. So, uh, yeah, you know, I did did five years, man. But I actually originally started school at um, Elizabeth City State University, so I transferred. So when I transferred to North Carolina A&T, I lost credits. So technically, I had to start over when I went over to AMT. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, but for me, it was one of the greatest decisions I ever made because I probably won't be sitting here right now if I right. never went to A and T. So.
0: And I think about the network that you have when you go yeah. to an HBCU. My business partner went to um, Tennessee State University, Word. so he started the coffee company with me, um, Tony Forte. Mm-hmm. And everywhere, every time I go anywhere and like ten, anywhere, they'd be like, "Oh, your partner, Tony Forte. He's a celebrity because yeah, yeah. he has such a great network from having gone to an HBCU and having gone to TSU. That everywhere I go, it's like people." Not,
2: HBCUs, we're like we're like a big family sure. that just want to support each other in whatever endeavors that you're doing, no matter what it is. And you know, a lot of us come up in this business on this game together, so we want to see each other win and how we can help each other out. And that was one of the things that how me and Jaleel really connected because he went to HBCU, he was a Q, so we had a lot of things that was aligned. I was like, well, you know what? Let's let's see where this can go. Let's see, you know. The two of us working together and see what we can uh, accomplish.
0: Now, yeah. Julo, you started up a Yard Talk One Hundred and One, right? correct? Correct. All right. So, talk about the whole transformation <clears throat> and starting Yard Talk One Hundred and One. What made you do that, and then how we got to HBCU One Hundred and One?
3: So, you know, you know, working in this field in media entertainment, everybody not gonna be here in in mm-hmm. you know, on of cameras or they just not. Everybody can't be the host, and it's a it's a tough field to navigate. And so, when I was in undergrad. You know, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my career. I got to figure this out. And then when I was SGA president, we had a wild, see, it was a wild year. (laughs) It was a wild, wild year. We got into it with the football team at the championship game. It was a brawl. It was like a stabbing on campus. It was a lot of things that was happening. And the reality of it is is that when you're in college, you're typically between the ages of 18 and 23. So Mm -hmm. you're still growing up. You're still making immature decisions and things like that. But the media came to campus and was like, Y'all thugs, y'all this, y'all that, like just so negative. And so I was like, as SGA president, I'm like, the morale's trash, it's really bad, it's low. How can we turn this around going into the next semester? And so we created this spoken word piece where we addressed the media in a way that was creative, but told like, yo, if y'all calling us thugs, we tough heaven sent, underprivileged gladiators, like trying to turn that narrative around. And then it did so well within my alumni (coughs) base at Virginia State. That when I graduated, I was like, "Yo, we need somebody to control our story and right. our narrative." And so I would literally travel to HBCUs, talk to them like, "Yo, Fred, we here at AT. Who run the yard? The Q's run running yard, or yo, what's campus life like?" To show people the positives of HBCUs, and this was before content. Like, and everybody doing content now, but this <laughs> was before yeah. it was a thing. And so over the years, that's what I did, and that's how over the years I've been able to meet people, be in different spaces, and. And transform.
0: No, first of all, there's a few different things that I love about that because we've been seeing now, I feel like there did used to be a stigma, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, with the media and how they would portray HBCUs. But now you can see that nationwide college enrollment is down, but HBCU enrollment is yep. up. Like mm-hmm. incredibly, yep. You know, and so I think it may have taken some time for that to catch on, mm-hmm. but now you see people intentionally being like, "I went," you know, and Fred. I'm sure you want your daughter to go to a, absolutely an HBCU. A&T. I prefer
3: to go to my A&T. sister's at Tennessee <laughs> State right now. So okay. shout out to Naya. She's at Tennessee State, sophomore. Um, I gotta
0: make sure she meets my partner yeah 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 we gotta figure it out yeah Yeah, yeah. we gotta figure it out
3: for sure get him on the show we gotta have him on the show yeah we gotta have him on
0: the show and And let's get to the show because what's great about it's not just celebrities but Mm -hmm. it's also everyday successful people who have gone to HBCUs in all different types of fields you know you had Fred on (laughs) yeah yeah and that was
3: funny how we got Fred so (laughs) how
0: did
1: that happen so what
3: happened was right and I don't even know if Fred knows this story so Um, I actually got the call. I wasn't even supposed to host the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Tali Carr, HBCU Game Day, they was doing some stuff with the network. He had a host. Ended up not having a host no more. He called me. I was in D.C. He like, yo, we gonna roll with you. I'm like, all right, bet, cool. The first guest didn't show up. Like, didn't show up. Like, we filming, we gotta turn it in, didn't show up. So the first episode is literally just me and Tali talking about Yard Talk 101, HBCU Game Day, us coming together to create HBCU 101. Okay. And I said, yo, Tali, like, look, I can get spicy. Like, I can call my friends. So I called Ushay like, look, this is what we gonna do. And I don't know if you even know this. Ushea is like, yo, yo, yeah, we're gonna get Fred to come on the show. <laughs> and he like, and then I'ma pitch to him to be executive producer. He don't even know it. I said, all right, bet. So Fred was in Atlanta for a looter day weekend at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He came through. Right. We did his interview. He seen himself on TV. Ushe was like, yeah, yeah. Fred was like, oh, that is nice. And then, <laughs> ever, ever since then. Ever yeah, my friends man. me, man. And, that, and and ever since then we've been up yeah. with the show. Right. Um and we like you said earlier, like we've been real intentional about who and what because when you think of HBCUs, you know, we don't want you to only think of just the celebrities because right. there's so many people that are successful. That went to HBCU. Shout out
0: to Jasmine Bram. She's up here on the show a lot. She owns the website The Jasmine Bram She went to Morgan State University. Oh yeah, we're mm-hmm.
3: get her there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, Jazz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I
2: was looking. I was looking for Jazz today, but you know, um, we want to be able to tell everybody's story, man, mm-hmm. and, and we think that. We want people to know that you can go to a HBCU and you can still be super successful in any field that you want to be in. And we just like shedding the light on those stories. So we've had big time celebrities up there and then we've had people up there that has coffee shops or that's
0: is a celebration of blackness from NPR.
2: doing tailor suits or whatever it is and we want to shine a light on them to to help support them. Yeah, Yeah, all of that. All of that. We have everybody. We're eight seasons in. Well, it's
3: gonna be the eighth season. Will
2: Packer was on. That was a good episode. You know, Will
0: Packer will represent. Absolutely.
2: Yeah,
3: but but see, but I'll be honest with you, like, you know, first season we had Keisha Knight Pulliam and Will Packer, so definitely shout out to them. That was my real first interaction, like, sit down, come in. Fred was like, hey, don't embarrass me, make sure it's cool, <laughs> da da da, da. You know, you know, But when Will came, it was crazy because it was like, we was outside for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. just chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't talking about HBCUs. I just happened to know his son, Dom, so shout out to Dom. So he was Oh, my son told me I was doing an interview. And, oh, you the just, jo- oh! And then yeah. we just literally outside, 20 minutes. He's like, man, my bad, we gotta do an interview. And then we go in, and we actually start off in a garage. Um, and a lot of people wouldn't know it because it don't look like it. But for him, it was so nostalgia of where he started right. and mm-hmm. where he's at. And now we just closed on a, a warehouse in Atlanta. So oh, yeah, congratulations so, yeah, to so that. That's thank a big you. deal. Yeah, it's huge when we know where we started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Y'all have no
2: idea. No, yeah. <laughs>
0: Imagine starting off in the garage with Will Packer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, the, you know, and that's no, the crazy. And it's crazy
2: because when he pulled up, it was a house, and Will <laughs> knows me. He's like, "Fred, what do you have me at?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa, Will! Whoa, whoa, like, like, just you got to see the studios on the inside.
3: We we up and see coming. The yeah, 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 you got to
2: see the bigger vision. And, and he, of course, you know, he supported it, man. Yeah, so. He he, put,
3: he walked in, was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I see it now." <laughs> right? And it was just like mad cool. So yeah, yeah shout out to Will for sure.
0: Yeah, other people. Cortez Bryant has Cortez, um, Cortez. has done a Shout out to yeah. Cortez.
3: So the pandemic helped us a lot, yeah. honestly. I saw DJ MB on there. Yeah. On yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because honestly, so when you're filming in Atlanta, you got a low budget. You're trying to figure out like how to get people there. Mm-hmm. You know, tr- crossing schedules. Mm-hmm. You know, not even really being able to film continuously. Like you, we was filming sporadically. Like mm-hmm. just trying to get when there people in Atlanta first season, and then when the pandemic happened, it was. Oh, we can get anybody. Because we did it all via Zoom. it was all Zoom. So that opened the whole realm of who, what, when, where, and how from not only celebrities but to the success stories, people that's in Detroit, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, just all these different people that we've had.
0: Yeah. And um, Fred, with you um, and your background, so... the reason you wanted him as an executive producer, just so people are aware of, like, different people who you've worked with, right, and, and have some good connections with. You know, why don't you name some?
2: Uh, I work with Angela Yee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, you know, I, I came into this business uh, with my brother Terrence J, but over the years, I've had access to some amazing people such as Yee, Lala, DJ Envy, Lance Gross, uh, Angela Simmons, uh, Jay Fonz, uh, my guy Rodney Rakai. Um, mm-hmm. The list, you know, once again, the list goes on and on, but I don't look at it as work. I look at it as I'm I'm helping my friends out. And right. you can attest, I always reach out and be like, hey, what do you have going on? How can I help? Mm-hmm. And usually when I'm helping you accomplish something that you're trying to to achieve, then, you know, when I need help, you'll come back and help me as well, too. So, yeah, I've worked with some pretty dope, amazing people, man. And I'm just thankful for my network.
0: And I feel like people who have graduated who I know from HBCUs, they have a lot more of an entrepreneurial spirit than the average person mm-hmm. and instilling that in, like we talked about your daughter earlier, you know, you guys also have a book. <laughs> you had a book that came out together and another one on the way.
2: Yeah. So um, I have this book series called come on a journey with me. And it is basically a children's book. And it's about me and my two daughters and we, we travel different cities. So we've done New York, we've done DC, we've done Atlanta. And we about to get ready to drop our, our fourth book right mm-hmm. now. But for me, the book was to inspire them to want to be entrepreneurs and to think outside of the box. So when we have, like, marketing calls or ideas, like, uh, shout out to my guy, Kim um, Kim Wilson. He sent me the the illustration for the new book, the fourth book, and I put it in front of Journey and Browling. He's like, what do y'all think? And Journey sent notes back. Well, she sent the notes <laughs> to my sister, and my sister's the writer <laughs> on it. And we, you know, we in a group chat with everybody. <laughs> and my sister said, here's Journey Notes. And I'm like, Journey Notes? Like, she, she didn't even notes. tell me, but <laughs> she sent her notes on, like, how she want her hair to look, how she want her clothes to look. And Broly does the same thing. So I just be trying to empower them, man, just to let them know that, you know, anything can be accomplished as long as we have a plan.
0: Right. And for them to see and witness all of this, like, Jaleel, you guys went from the garage yeah, and spicy. you're on Aspire TV. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Asp- so
0: can we talk about that partnership, <clears throat> too?
3: <clears throat> Honestly, you know, As you know, you always need somebody who's gonna give you a chance. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Ty Johnson, so when I was doing yard Talk content, I met Ty who's also a Q as well. Um, Ty was asking me to do some digital work and I was like, all right, cool. And a lot, one thing I've learned about relationships is about deposits and withdrawals, right? You can't go to the bank and take out a withdrawal if you ain't put no money in it. So just like Fred just talked about y'all relationship, he's deposited into you, you've deposited to him. So when y'all both need, you're able to actually go and it's authentic. So Todd was like, yo, look, I ain't, we ain't got no money.
1: But he would, it, it was a
3: word, it was a phrase he would say. I can't remember at the moment. <laughs> but it was like, look, just stick in it. And I'm like, cool. So I did the digital work, came out of pocket. And so when I actually moved to Atlanta, it was, uh, I had quit my job. Fred was like, look, if you really want to make it entertainment, you got to leave Richmond. So I was in Richmond, D.C., New York, L.A., or Atlanta. And so I said, all right, well, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to A, the A, the typical, take the leap, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but it was like, I feel like in this world, you got time to make money or money to make time. You don't got both. Only wealthy people got both. Mm-hmm. And so I used my time and I hit time. I was like, look, I'm in an A. What's up? And so that's how the show came about. And they really just gave me a chance, right? Like I was doing digital work. I knew nothing about the production, production side. I knew how to work with a team. But then working with Tali, who's the uh, other producer on the show, he's the director. He has the background in TV and stuff like that. And we just been working. And it's been a relationship that, you know, it started off, you know, because it was new for me and just trying to figure it out. But over the years, it's been a great partnership. They've been nothing but supportive. They've shown nothing but love. Jaleel's been very humble for the first
2: two to three seasons. You got to have passion and a drive to accomplish the goals you want to do. They didn't pay him the first two three seasons. Wow. It was literally like, we're going to give you an outlet we got to go out and shoot it. We got to go out and get our own guests. We got to chop it up. We got to produce it. But here's the platform it. for us well, to here's We're going to let you put it on TV. Yep. And then it got to the point where they was like, oh, you guys are, are knocking this out. Like, this is something here. And now we're eight seasons in, and now the network is in full support of us. So it's just one of those things that he had the drive and he had the hunger. He was like, I'm going to put the work in. As long as, you know, he had that window. He was like, I'm going to take advantage of this window as long
3: as this window is open before it closes on him. And I feel like that's what you got to do. Cause right. you don't know when it's invest gonna close. In yourself. You got yeah. to. You gotta be willing to bet on yourself.
0: Yeah. If you're not I always to do say that. that too. Even with like the businesses that I have, a lot of times I invest everything myself and get it to a certain point where that way people can see you got to value what you have yep. in order for, for other people to value it. Yep. If you're just expecting people to do things for you just because it's never really going to happen the way that you expect. You know? Sure. And,
2: and you appreciate it a lot more as mm-hmm. well too because you you put in the the work from a ground root a grassroot level so you literally know the ins and outs where Jaleel will go over the, the numbers for the production for the year. We're like, alright, well we need this. We need a videographer. We got a bigger studio. We need a sound guy. We, like, we know everything that's on that list but right. we wouldn't have learned that if yeah. we didn't go through the first two to three seasons of figuring it out on the fly like okay we don't and have a of everyone gets paid this. but you at first everybody everybody everybody's still getting paid but it makes you appreciate it though <laughs> like
3: you know to really look back and be like yo we're, in, we're the longest running show on the network mm-hmm. um, eight seasons you know the network is looking to renew and do some more things in the future um, you know and different stuff like that and it just shows that when you really invest and put the work in and You'll get people to support you because, like, even my relationship with Fred, it wasn't. It just, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so it, it, Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had to believe in me, you know, and that's how we got here. I mean,
2: I mean, you, you know, when you're 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 out and about, and people always walk up to you and say, "Hey, I want to do this and I want to do that," and you're like, "Okay," All the time. but yeah. you're like, "Let me see how consistent you're going to be. How you know how much you're going to follow up? Let me see what you're going to do." So, like, Jalila reach out, and I'm like, "All right, cool." let's follow back up a week from now. Let's follow back up a month from now. And it was to the point where Jaleel be reaching out to me so much. I'm yeah. like, okay, how can I help this guy out so he can stop reaching out to <laughs> me? Because Persistence overcomes yes. resistance, At- baby. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that Ty would have helped you if you were a kappa? and you know, <laughs> I'm just you know. You know, I'll be honest
3: with you. I I, I don't know. That's a, that's a good that's question. That's a great question. I think that so it was so the, so it's actually interesting. So when me and Ty met, it was on the phone, I was at work, and it was, yo, you know, I go to I went I go to Virginia State, da 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 and he was like, You're not new size. So that's the chapter of my school. And I'm like, what you mean I'm not new side. And I I went from business to Bruh, like, what you mean I'm not new side? Like, what? Like, are you new side? Like, and it, he was like, nah, but then he spit his tag and all this other stuff. And he, But he's like, I got a love for new side. I got a love for Virginia State. So that really just changed our relationship and how transparent he can be with me about different things and the opportunities. So I don't think I, – I think I still would have got the opportunities, but it wouldn't have been as – with love as much. Like <laughs> – I'm not, cause even like our relationship That's with funny, Fred okay. and yeah. like Terrence J and Ushay, <laughs> like we all the brush. so it's like We're all it all kind of layers back. It's like oh, it's like if you meet somebody from your hometown, oh you from, and then they went to your high school, oh right. like now you really wanna mm-hmm. support them, you know. And Usher and I, Fred's line brother and business partner, we went to the same high school and we both from Chicago. Okay, so it changed like, okay, you a bruh, but you from the crib, so I'm gonna make sure I te- this, treat this relationship with extra love and care. Because we're from the same place.
0: That's dope, and I think what's also really important is giving back to HBCUs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I love right now, too, in particular, people who who didn't even attend some of these uh, universities, they're still donating and giving back, and people can still do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have graduated from there. For sure. You know, to be able to do that. Yeah. So.
3: No, I love the support that we're getting right now. I mean, every every dollar counts.
2: Every dollar helps. You know, um, a lot of these HBCUs are underfunded, and they need more state funding, and also they need the alumni to give back so that the sports programs, the educational buildings, the dorm rooms can provide, you know, the incoming students uh, a, a, a wonderful opportunity in school where they don't have to be worrying about, you know, the small little things, you know, because when I was at school at a the, the alumni gave back for us, so it's only right that we mm-hmm. do the same thing for the next wave and the next generation of kids that's coming up.
0: And what is great is that people have this alumni network that they could tap into now. And even just from watching the HBCU 101 series, there's a lot of people I didn't know went yeah. to an HBCU. So it's just nice to see those different mm-hmm. connections yeah. of people going, and they're very proud of it. Absolutely. Everybody. And
3: it's crazy because, not, you know, you got those people that people might not know about, and they got really unique stories. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's one part of the show that I love is, like, when you tune in, but like, oh, dang, this person— oh, I love their story, or boom, boom, boom. But then it's some people, like, household names. Like, a lot, a lot of people's like, I didn't even know Lance Gross went to Howard. Right. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, and it's like I'm like, yeah, he had a track scholarship and everything. Yeah, he didn't yeah. and you know. and But it's like, they was like, no, I really didn't know. And so then it starts to, you know, one thing I always wanted to do with the show was also connect the dots for some people mm-hmm. that some of these household names or people that you see on TV or in entertainment or whatever, they did go to some of these HBCUs as well. So I think that's cool as well.
0: All right. Well what can we look forward to seeing on the new season?
3: Man, this new season crazy. So it uh we, every Sunday, twelve PM Eastern on Aspire TV. Uh we got DJ Trauma.
0: Oh yeah, he's on the first and uh, DJ Trauma, by the way, that is my guy <laughs> That's right now. But he is also Dave Chappelle's yeah, DJ I yeah. was on the road with him. Yeah. But um we went to Clark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So DJ Trauma in there, he came through, showed mad love. Um, I love his stories. I love everybody's stories because it's all unique. Um, another DJ this year, we got uh, DJ Stormy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a female DJ in Atlanta. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Um, uh, the Nike Yard Runner campaign, uh, Nike did a campaign where they highlighted like yard runners, like people that ran the yard mm-hmm. um, and sent out Nikes and really just put a different spotlight on HBCU. So we got one of the people that actually created that movement. Orenze is going to be, he went to Howard, but then someone actually created the FAMU dunk a custom shoe Kate okay. the Great is on there um, I got people in the community like my guy Q Derek. he's doing some really amazing things in Fayetteville uh, with uh, just young entrepreneurs and his thing was you know when I grew up I, I wasn't going to school with flip flops and socks like because I didn't have money to for stuff. And so mm-hmm. he's now giving back to the community. He just got recognized as 40 under 40 and what he's doing. Um, yeah, the list is, is, is crazy. We, I got VPs and yeah. you know
0: that's great. I see a lot of organizations now, institutions, uh, trying to tap in to HBCU students yep. and alumni, even as far as hiring, Yep, you know, and making sure that those programs are there and available and that they're tapping in. Cause those, I think, um, you know, is, a uh, under resourced, that they can be doing because I know we had some people from Prudential up here Mm -hmm. and they were talking about the program that they have where they specifically make sure that they reach out and target HBCU students for their internships and for hiring
3: Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: and 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 STEM programs. Yeah, it's
2: just getting it out there too. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of students don't be knowing about these opportunities and a lot of brands don't know how to connect with the students. That's why HBCU 101 is such an amazing platform because we're bringing everybody to one stop. That way the brands can't figure out how to get in touch with the students and the students can learn about those type of opportunities to help, you know, they can get a scholarship from a Prudential or something like that, that help them finish school. Cause right. some, some people can do three, four years about to graduate or can not graduate because they don't have enough funding. Mm-hmm. But then certain scholarships from these fortune 500 companies can help a lot of, uh, a lot of students uh, complete their degrees. So it's just important that we all figure out, you know, how we can reach each other and connect with each other.
0: Right, a great um, source of of recruiting, too, just to get some of these students. Well, you guys, thank you so much. How can people reach you? Where can people watch? Just give all that information so they know how to tap in.
3: HBCU 101 on all platforms. We aspire TV, 12 p.m. Eastern, Mm -hmm. so it's right before football. So you can (laughs) go ahead and tune in. (laughs) Let them know the longest running show. Longest (laughs) running show, eighth season, and more to count. Um, I'm Jaleel Thurman on All Social. I'm um, Frederick
2: WJR on Instagram see I told you I <laughs> yeah uh, yep that's all I got <laughs>
0: <laughs> and shout out to Courtney Whitaker Fred's sister shout she out to my baby right sister now,
2: I, I feel like um, at a certain point I'm going to have to ask my sister to hire me because she, she's just I doing amazing things I told you she has surpassed you Fred thank you yeah. no problem
0: <laughs> alright <laughs> it's way up for Angela Yee way up
1: any disease. 18 plus.